Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. How many of you want your family to succeed in here? I want to see the hands. If you're, if you're watching online, I know you probably got your hands raised. If you're like me, you got both your hands raised. Nobody ever wants to experience failure in any area of their life. Anybody here want to experience failure? Nobody ever wants to experience failure in any area of their life. We all want to experience success, success in our marriage, success in our parenting, success in our family, in our, on our jobs, if you're entrepreneurs, in your businesses, success. I know my spiritual father, he's been teaching on uh, here very powerfully, uh, uh, teaching on the family and the order of the family. Hallelujah. Do you know family is the building block to society? Family is the building, it's the very building block. Family is not a social construct. Marriage is not a social construct. Family is a God-ordained idea. Marriage is a God-ordained idea. Uh, people, they don't get divorced because they don't love each other anymore. No. They get divorced because they don't know how to stay together. Yeah. Yeah. So, and families are broken up because we don't know how to stay together. Spiritual families, churches dissolve because it's, it's not that they don't love each other. They don't know how to stay together. Tonight, we're going to talk about how to stay together. Look at your neighbor and say, let's stay together. Yeah, the Bible says that we perish for a lack of knowledge. Marriages fail for lack of knowledge. Families fail. They, they collapse from the inside. I heard somebody say that earlier, that a house can only be torn down from the inside. Houses collapse from the inside. It's not because of a lack of love. See, we've, we've gotten it twisted. We think that people fell out of love. They didn't fall out of love. They fell out of knowledge. They stopped learning. They stopped uh, leaning their ear against the mouth of God and allowing the Holy Spirit to teach them his principles for success. It's in the word of God. I say he's already given us the keys to success. It's right here in the word of God. Well, we're going we're gonna to look at this tonight, and I promise you this is really, this, this is going to be life-changing for each and every one of us. Uh, God has allowed me to preach this all over the world, literally. Pastor Sam Wagner can tell you he was in Africa with me when I, when I ministered this to thousands of people, literally thousands of people, just in one service. Uh, and I believe that this message is going to go around the world because it has the anointing on it. Uh, so let's get to it. Let's go to the scriptures, uh, and, that's, and that's always where we need to start. With, with when, whenever you're looking for any answers, you go to God first. You can go to mom and dad and them later, but you go to God first. So let's go to the word of God. Let's go to scripture, the holy scripture. Uh, 
because I believe the Holy Scriptures gives us the blueprint for a successful family. I believe that with all of my heart. I believe the, the Holy Scriptures gives us a blueprint for a successful family. Watch this, that lasts a lifetime. Okay? Not just to last for the next five years, but to last a lifetime. Say built to last. And I really believe it's all about love. That's where it starts. It starts with love, agapeo. It starts with love. Uh, a foundational principle for marital and family success, it can be found in an unlikely place. I believe, personally, where it can be found is the table. See, our trouble is, is that we read the word of God uh, <laughs> uh, like as a movie script or something instead of like a textbook. See, see, you approach textbook because I just graduated. Did I tell y'all I just graduated with my Ph.D.? Okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know if I mentioned that. But... Uh, <laughs> Well, just allow me to lavish in it for a moment because it was three years. It was three years of long, hard, toiling work. So a brother ought to be a little happy, right? Uh, but you approach your textbook in school differently. How is that? Because what's in this textbook is going to be the thing that qualifies me for a passing grade, whether or not I pass the test. We don't see the Bible that way. <sighs> Y'all missed it. What's, what's, what's in here, if you get it, it's going to qualify you to pass the test. Because you got some tests coming, if they ain't already there. And so if you get this, the Bible says you shall know the truth. Help me preach. And the truth will make you free. But y'all missed it. You missed one critical part. It's not the truth that makes you free. There's nothing in here that makes you free. It's, it's the truth that you know that you get in you that sets you free. You can look at this all day long. That's not going to set you free. It's what you get in you. And you begin to make application to your life is what sets us free. Amen? And so we, we're going we're gonna to go to the Bible like it's a textbook tonight. And let's go to uh, Exodus 25. And I'm going to ask my uh, spiritual brothers, uh, give it up for Apostle Prophet Sam Wagner from Charlotte, North Carolina. The last time he was in the house, he tore it up. And Bishop Clarence William, my big brother from Junction, Junction City, Kansas. Come on, give it up for them. As they... As they come and assist me with this illustrated teaching tonight and where did I say we're going Exodus what 25 and what Exodus 25 I didn't I didn't say the verse did it 23 through 30 Exodus 25 23 through verses 23 through 30 gonna be reading out of the New King James translation 
the New King James translation. Where did I tell you that success can be found? At the table. God, God, God put it in scripture. He put it right in front of us. But because we read our Bibles like a movie script and not a textbook, we miss it. The answer is right in there. Somebody say it's in there. And then we, you know, we, we, we get all fancy with it and we get to talking about old covenant and new covenant. And there is an old covenant and there is a new covenant. Thank God for the new covenant. But Jesus said, I didn't come to do away with the law. I came to be the fulfillment of it. You see? And everything that God gave us in terms of principles in the Old Testament, you see it as a law and you don't see it like me. You, don't, you, so you need to see it as principles for success. That's what you need to see them as. Everything God told us to do, it wasn't to give us some religious act, just something else to do in our day. No, because God loves us so much, he gave us principles in the word of God that will protect us if we'll follow them and give us long life. Say long life. But, you know, we've gotten so newfangled that we, we, we only trust what we see in the New Testament. See, as if God's word somehow is now invalidated <laughs> But he put some answers in the Old Testament, too. Jesus fulfilled everything in the New Testament, but he still put some answers. So, so let's go to Exodus 25, 23 through 30, and it says, you shall also make a table. What did he tell them to make? Who is he talking to here? Let's go to Bible school tonight. This is Bible study, right? He's talking to who? Moses. He's talking to Moses, and he's giving Moses some instructions on what to put in his house if I can say it that way. He's given some in, him some instructions on what to put in his house, the tabernacle. It was the place where God could dwell with his people. The, the tabernacle, wherever the children of Israel settled, the tabernacle normally set in the middle of the camp. And the children of Israel pitched their tents all round about the tabernacle, about the presence of God. Say the presence of God. And so what did I say the tabernacle is? Is where God what? It's where God dwells. It's where God dwells. The tabernacle was where God, it was God's house. And so he said, this is what I want you to put in my house. I want you to make a table and put it in my house. Now, I don't know about you, but whenever I hear what God says put in his house, I'm listening real close because it's a textbook. And I'm, I'm learning something out of my textbook. I'm saying, well, if God got it in his house, if it's good enough for God, then I need to make sure it's in my house. Y'all not going to say nothing. And so he said, make a what? A table. He says, and make the, watch this. He says, make the table of acacia wood. Two cubits shall be its length. A cubit its width. A cubit its, uh, and a half its height. And you shall, watch this, overlay it with pure gold. He didn't say gold, y'all. Not no 14 carat. Get it right. What did it say? He didn't say 18 carat. He said pure gold. Somebody said pew. That's how we used to say in the country, pew. Pew gold. Make it a pure gold all the way through. It's pure. 
and watch this, and make a molding also of gold all around it. Y'all think y'all houses are bad. You shall make for it a frame of a handbreadth all around, and you shall make a gold molding for the frame all around, and you shall make for it four rings. And the rings are also what? Gold. My God. And put the rings on the four corners that are at its four legs. The rings shall be close to the frame as holders for the poles to bear the table. So that whenever the children, whenever the Spirit of God moved, then it was time for the children of Israel to pack up the camp. They had to pack up the tabernacle, the, the dwelling place, and, and all of the articles within the tabernacle had to be carried by the, by the Levites. Okay? So that's what the, the rings and the poles were for, for, to carry the table. And you shall make the poles also of acacia wood. What you make the poles of? Acacia. It's going to be important that you remember acacia. It's made out of what? Acacia wood. And overlay the poles with gold, that the table may be carried with them. You shall make its dishes, its pans, its pitchers, and its bowls for pouring. You shall make them a pure gold, and you shall set the showbread, another um, uh, way of saying showbread, some translations spell it S-E-S-H-E-W, shoe, say shoebread. So he says you shall take the showbread or the shoebread on the table, be, and you shall set the shoe bread on the table before me always. How long? Always. How long? Always. always. Uh, the verse 30 reads in the NIV translation, it says, put the bread of presence. That's also another name for shoe bread or show bread. The bread of presence, the bread of God's presence. The bread represents God's presence. The bread represents God's presence. What does the bread represent? What does the bread represent? Put the bread of the presence on the what? Table to be before me always, at all times. The table is not just a place for eating. It's a place for meeting. It's not just a place for eating. It's a place for what? Meeting. Uh, Pastor Reedus, can you and Mrs. Reedus join me up on the, the platform? And uh, I'm going to ask you to help me with this illustration. Give it up for Pastor and Mrs. Reedus, campus pastors of St. Joe Harvest Church International Outreach, St. Joseph, Missouri. Help them, help them take their seat. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Just as long as Mrs. Reedus don't fall, that's all that matters. We can, we can pick you up. I said the table is not just for a place of eating. It's for a place of what? Meeting. It's for a place of meeting. It's a place where we not only receive physical nourishment to strengthen our bodies, but also we receive spiritual nourishment for our souls. The table is a place where you and your family can come together for an experience, watch this, that is intended to transform and strengthen your relationships together. What did I say the table is for? It's a place where we can come as a family to do what? 
to have an experience that's intended to strengthen our relationship. Historically, even now, powerful things have always happened at tables. Come on, audience participation tonight. Uh, what, what are some powerful things that have happened at tables? Signing documents, closing, uh, closing on a mortgage. Uh, you, you always sit down at a table. Treaties are signed at a table. Wars are ended literally around the table. Yes, anything else? Jobs, interviews. You're sitting across a table, something else. L law. Laws are passed. Laws are signed into order. And it's signed at a table. You see the president, he's sitting at the table. Sometimes he's even sitting at the resolute desk. And he signs the law into order. Yes, contracts, thank you. Sister Barrett, you on top of it. Contracts are signed at the table. Operations happen on a table. Come on, somebody. The table is a powerful thing. And somehow we read the word of God and we read right over what he put in there to help us and our families to be successful. He says, in every house, there needs to be, he says, he says, watch this. He said, there, there are two things in, the, in here that I need you to get out of here. He says, make and set. He says, make and what? Make and set. I don't want to get ahead of myself here. He says, make it, and then he says to set it. Now, here's some essentials of the table. He says, make it with acacia wood. Acacia wood is resistant to decay. It is probably one of the strongest forms of wood on the face of the earth. It's extremely strong and dense. It endures, watch this, for a lifetime. You can't destroy it. God intends for this place of meeting to be a part of our family and our home for a lifetime. You're going to need this table experience for the rest of your life. Through every season of your life, you're going to need to find a way to the table. It's to stay with you. It is to be the center of your home and your family. And then he says, overlay it with gold. So you already got the heavy, see, because acacia is heavy, it's dense. It's, it's weighty. It, it's going to take a lot to pick it up and move it. And then, as if that wasn't enough, as if it wasn't heavy enough, he says, now overlay it in pure gold. Now it's really weighty. I said, now it's really weighty. Gold, rep what does gold represent? Gold represents value, worth, truth, authenticity, transparency. At the table, everything and everyone has extreme value. At the table, truth is spoken. We're just take, taking a look at some essentials of the table. Truth is spoken. Truth is sought after at the table. What do we seek after at the table? Ain't nobody trying to hide nothing at the table. Total transparency when we come to the table. Y'all going to want to go out tonight and go to a furniture company. 
And the Bible says that when we embrace the truth, come on, we just quoted the scripture, the truth shall what? Shall make us free. We grope, oh Lord, we grope for truth at the table. Why do I use that word grope? Because when you grope, it's almost like you're in a dark room trying to, trying to make sure you don't hit nothing. That's what it means to grope. So when we come to the table, we're all in search for the truth. And we don't know where truth lies, but when we come to the table, everybody's doing this. That means we're going we to search for it, Miss Marquita, until we find it. And we're not getting up from this table until we get truth. At the table, we are honest and we are open. We reveal ourselves at the table. Nobody's got nothing to hide at the table. We don't hide ourselves at the table. We got God's presence at the table. The table is being set. And then the blue tablecloth the blue tablecloth, put, put my pictures on there, and then spread my blue tablecloth. Now, where did the blue tablecloth come in? Because I didn't hear you say nothing about no blue tablecloth in Exodus. I'm glad y'all such good, astute students. All y'all going to get a certificate after we leave here tonight. If you're a good student of the word, you can't just read scripture in one place of the Bible. Because the authors recorded it differently. Same scenario coming from a different perspective. And so we go find another perspective of what God told Moses to do in Numbers chapter 4 verse 7. In Numbers chapter, you see, if you only had a read Exodus, you would have missed all the details that God gave Moses. Numbers completes what God told Moses. Go to Numbers chapter 4, verse 7. Numbers chapter 4, verse 7. We're almost done, believe it or not. Numbers chapter 4, verse 7. And upon the table of shoe bread or show bread or bread of presents, they shall spread a cloth, watch this, of blue. They shall spread a cloth of blue and put thereon the dishes and the spoons and the bowls and the covers to cover it withal. So, yeah, we, we, we kind of got it backwards, but we can correct it. We can correct it. Just put all that on top. Yeah, just put all that on the top and the bread on top. So, the, the table is overlaid with gold. What is the table overlaid with? And then he says, on top of the gold, on top of your purity, on top of your authenticity, on top of your transparency, he says, I want you to lay some blue on top of that. <laughs> blue represents peace, the shalom of God, the wholeness of God, prosperity. <laughs> this is. It's the promise. Blue represents the promises of God. 
So when we come to the table, we not only got transparency, we not only got authenticity, we not only have all of these things, we don't have anything to hide at the table. He says, but when you come to the table, you can come to the table expecting some stuff. Hallelujah. You can, you, you, can, you can come to the table, and when you get there, you're going to find, watch this, great and precious promises. Uh, somebody, somebody say, I got a good inheritance. When I come to the table, I'm expecting some benefits. I mean, I'm expecting some things when I get to, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to come to the table. I got all of this filthiness to reveal, but, I'm, but I, ain't no, I ain't nobody sitting around the table ashamed because of their filthiness, because of the promises of God that are going to meet them when they get there. The wholeness of God. Somebody say the wholeness of God. God will take your filthiness and he'll make you whole at the table. God will take your dirt, he'll take your rottenness, and he'll make you whole at the table. But you got to bring your dirty, rotten, filthy self to the table. Oh! Somebody shall come to the table. You got to come to the table. Come to the table. Tell your neighbor on both sides, say, you got to get to that table. You got, you got, you got, you got, whatever you do, you got to get you a table. Whatever you do, you got to have a table experience. You get, you having all of these other experiences in your house. You, you throwing house parties, you throwing block parties, but you better have you a table experience in your home. And that's why families are falling apart, because we've taken the table out of the house. Some homes don't even have dining rooms no more. Builders aren't even building dining rooms no more because people are not even putting them in their blueprints anymore because they don't acknowledge and realize the power of coming to the table. Families don't even eat together no more. Families don't even have dinner together no more. They, they, we, we have forgotten to sit our little hind ends down long enough so we can look at each other in the eye. Come to the table. I got five minutes. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. How many of y'all excited about the word of God? I said, how many of y'all excited about the Word of God? How many of you are excited about the Word of God? How many of you know the Bible says the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword? Dividing bone from marrow, spirit from soul. Discerning the very thoughts in a man's heart. Hallelujah. Sit down real quick. Let me, let me finish this. The table, the table experience is, I didn't tell y'all what the subject was, did I? It's the power of the table. The power of the table. The table experience is for unconditional love. It's for communion with God and each other. It's for truth and transparency. It's for agreement. It's for strength. Your family cannot fail if you create and maintain a strong table experience. The table will see you through every storm of life. You got to keep coming to the table. Never stop coming to the table. I said, never stop coming to the table. I said, never stop coming to the table. 
I said, never stop coming to the table. He said, keep fresh bread on the table. Don't ever put anything, don't ever let the presence of God get stale in your home. Don't ever let the presence of God get stale in your life. If everybody in the family is going after God, can you imagine how strong that family unit will be? He says, make sure my presence is always fresh. It's like a, you can smell, you know how when you walk in the house and you smell that sweet aroma of bread? You be like, whoo, gonna be some good eating up in here. You can tell when you walk in somebody's home where the presence of God is fresh. It makes you want to sit down and take a nap. <laughs> How do you keep the presence fresh? It's, it's, it's because somebody's been praying there. I ain't just talking about just one person been praying, just, just, just a woman been walking the floor at night praying, but I'm talking about the man's praying. And the man's praying with the children before they go to bed at night. I, I, I remember one, two, three, four, five, six. How many, how many girls I got? Six. How many girls I got? Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Alexa, Bethany, Celeste, Destiny, and Eden, and Faith, they will tell you, not one of them went to sleep at night without me going in their room. I didn't say they mama. I said me because I'm the priest of the home. Without me going in their room, laying my hands on their head, getting on my knees and praying with them that's why I never had a kid in jail they've never embarrassed me a day in their life because I sowed seed early I prayed with them that's why they know how to pray without me I don't have to be around they know how to get a prayer through because I prayed with them and then families coming together praying this is all a part of the table experience. Yes, sir. His presence is at the centerpiece of the home. When the table is set in order, he said, do two things, make it and do what? Set it. Now, let me help you out. Let me skip through all the chase. Making is God's part. He says, I have made the table, but it's your part. It's your part to set it. You got to set it. You got to put my presence in place. The table is already there. And everything you need is already there. But, but, but you got to set it. And, and you got to, watch this, a part of setting the table is you got to get there. Uh, that's a part of setting the table. Any, any folk work with events in here? Anybody work with events? Special events, Conf you know, dinners, thrown, thrown special dinners. This little blue notebook, that's going to be my little place card. Mrs. Reedus, would you get up just momentarily and, and just step over here, just over here on the purple carpet, and then I'll escort you back over here. So, I, I, 
talked to my executive assistant. I said, I want you to invite Mrs. Reedus to the dinner. And so uh, she asked me, if she's a good executive assistant, she says, where would you like her to be seated? I know, I know what some of y'all are saying. You're saying, how can you seat somebody without them being in the chair? It's the same way God seats us. In Ephesians, he says, we are, we have, not, not this, not that we will be seated. Come on, we got to get this Bible right. We, we have been seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And I know what some of y'all are saying. Well, then why ain't I there? That's what God's asking. Because you've been seated. Why haven't you taken your seat yet? You've been seated. Why haven't you taken your place yet? You've been seated. Why haven't you taken your authority yet? You've been seated. So once the assistant seats her, she literally puts her name on a seating chart. Put the name on the seating chart, and then the day of the event, they have seating place cards where they literally put them according to the seating map where that person has been seated. Now, it is on Mrs. Reedus. It's not on me. I've already done what I was supposed to. I have invited her. I have already seated her. She has a special place at the table. Ah, God, I feel like shouting in here. She, she has been given a special place at the table. Is anybody with me in this house? And so Mrs. Reed has got to make up her Holy Ghost mind that she is going to take her place at the table. What you going to do, Ms. Reedus? Well, well, come right on here. Come right on here. Come right on here. Come right on here. It's just that easy. I said it's just that easy. I said, it's just that easy. And God's got your name and my name and your neighbor's name already written on a seating chart. And he says, all you got to do is come to the table. David asked his service, says, is anybody in Saul's house that I can bless? And that's what God is asking his angels. He says, is it anybody? who realize who they are in Christ Jesus that I can bless that would be audacious enough to take their seat at a table, watch this, David already told us that I have prepared for them in the presence of their Look at your neighbor, high five them, says at the table. I gotta, I gotta quit. But it's at the table. I said it's at the table. I said it's at the table. I dare you to run and tell five people whatever you need is at the table. 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 Is every. Is at the table. 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 Forgiveness is at the table. Authority is at the table. Prosperity is at the table. Healing is at the table. Good success is at the table. It's all at the table. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. It's at the table. 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 Now I know why David said, The Lord is my shepherd. 
I don't have to lack for anything. Because it's at the table. Because it's at the table. It's at the table. Not, God's not getting ready to make a table. He has prepared it already. Now you got to set it. It's at the table. Sit down. Y'all act like y'all, something happened to y'all or something. I'm going to close with this. He then said, cover everything. Now, y'all really finna shout now. Look at your neighbor and say, you ain't shouted yet. He says, cover everything. Watch what they do with this tablecloth. Watch what they do with this tablecloth. cover everything he said cover everything he said cover everything not just my house and my car but my wife and my husband and my children my marriage he said cover everything cover everything cover everything now now I must admit the Bible didn't say a red tablecloth that's all I had to work with the Bible actually said take animal skins that's been dyed in the animal's blood and cover the table with the animal skins. Now, y'all ain't shouted yet. But when Jesus went to Calvary, he was taking the red tablecloth <laughs> and he was covering you and your marriage. When he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He was covering your children when they go wayward and act a fool and act crazy and go out from, out from underneath your covering and your authority. Somebody said, it's already been covered. No, I said, it's already been covered. You didn't hear what I said. It's already been covered. It's already been covered. High five your neighbor and say, I'm undercover, I'm undercover. 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 I know it don't look like what I ought to be yet. The reason you can't see it yet because I'm undercover. I'm undercover. I'm undercover. Shout them undercover. You've been covered in the blood of Jesus. Unconditional love is in the covering. Communion is, at the, is under the covering. Truth and transparency happens under the covering. Agreement happens under the covering. Strength is received under the covering. Now can't you see? why the devil has tried to destroy the table. I said, now can't you see why the devil has tried to destroy the table? 22, 24 hours flight time in Lagos, Nigeria on a Sunday morning, June 11, 2022, I had a woman come up and tell me after I preached this message,
She said, you see this text? She says, I was looking, I was up all night looking at tables. And I didn't know what you was going to minister on this morning. And I found a table during church. It popped up on my, a, a notification came up on my phone while you was preaching about tables. And she says, and it's the table that I've always wanted. And she says, oh my God, is this my table? And am I supposed to get this table? But I couldn't afford the table and God told me to go for it. And she says, so I pushed on the link, sitting there in service, listening to you talking about the power of the table. And she says, and they responded to me, I'll take your offer. So she said, man of God, I'm going home and I'm getting my table. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to get my table. Listen, everywhere I ministered this, people started dedicating tables in their homes. People start going to buy fresh tables in their home because let me tell you something, that even though it is a physical symbol, it's a physical symbol. Yeah, I know what you've done, woman of God. I know what you've done. I was there when you did it. And my wife, your daughter, helped you do it. I know what you've done. 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 Get ready for miracles to break out in the house. Get ready for miracles, signs and wonders. I ain't talking about Harvest Church. I'm talking about the house family. It's gonna break out in the house family. Everything you've been praying for, woman of God is getting ready to come to pass. Shout the table! Whatever you do, don't let this week pass you by without dedicating you a table in your house. Go dedicate you a table. Go dedicate you a table. You and your family come around it at least once a week. At least once a week. Start having, throw away those doggone TV trays. Get yourself around the table again. Because here's, here's the one thing about sitting at the table. Whatever flaws you thought they had, the table don't reveal none of it. You can't, and look, if they couldn't walk before they got to the table, before you entered into the room, before they were seated, you would never know it. Because the table does not differentiate between either of us. The table is the great equalizer among us all. Rich folk, poor folk, broke folk, fat folk, skinny folk, tall folk, short folk. We all are equal at God's table. Can you imagine when David called for Mephibosheth and he told him, he says, from this day forward, you will eat at the king's table with the rest of his children. Mephibosheth said his lame self at that table and looked just like the rest of David's sons and daughters and could nobody tell the difference. Why? Because the table will always equalize. How many of you have been blessed by the word of God tonight? Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. 
Thanks again for listening. 